Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Living Lives with Khalid. This is another discussion episode. Uh, my guest today is Atia. She is uh, working in Expo 2020 currently, part of uh, the British Pavilion, I believe. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, we are here to talk astrology and human design, which um, to my viewers, before we start, I would like to tell you that I don't have enough knowledge about the topic, so I can't say that I'm a believer or a denier. I just, based on just logically speaking, the human body is made out of water mostly, and the moon affects the, the, the water, uh, the tides. So I think there should be an effect based on that logic on the human body. So we're here to learn from her and hopefully gain, gain a couple of things. So how are you doing? And thank you for joining. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very excited to talk about something I could literally talk about for hours. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. Um, and so how did you get into this? Because your field is completely different. And I guess the average person would be surprised that someone in working, for example, for Expo is a big believer in astrology. So how did you get yeah, into so, sure. So actually, you'd be surprised. Like, I think a lot of people, once you get talking to them, they're into this stuff or they're into some kind of like personal development, uh, personality typing kind of thing. But for me, uh, I got into it. I think everyone in general knows what their astrology sign is. Um, and it depends on you from there, how deep you go. So when I started on this personal development journey around like four years ago, using astrology and then subsequently human design was one of the tools that I used to further my relationship with myself and understand, you know, wh why am I like this in certain ways? Or, you know, what can I really, um, you know, just learn from it? New pieces of information can I get from my chart? Okay. And how would you define astrology and human design? Yeah. So astrology is the position of the planets at the time that you were born. And every planet has different uh, characteristics. So for example, when Venus is in a certain place uh, at the time that you were born, that's usually uh, when it comes to kind of love, your relationship with yourself, um, that kind of thing. If, if Mercury, the planet Mercury was in a certain place at the time that you were born, that will have certain connotations when it comes to communication. Um, so astrology is that. So it will tell you um, certain traits about yourself. With human design, so human design is a channeled system, meaning it came through someone. Uh, that's the combination of astrology, the, the Chinese I Ching, which is an ancient text, uh, some kind of Kabbalistic principle and the chakra system. And they say quantum physics as well. There's so many different things wow. like we've weaved into human design. Um, I'm a big fan. I think it fills in the gaps in a lot of places that astrology um, is lacking, I would say. And it also is very expansive because it talks about how, you know, everyone uses their energy in a different way. You know, we have this expectation that we're all meant to fit into the nine to five, like constant, like output, right? As humans, we're, we're constantly outputting, but actually some of us are meant to be guiders. Some of us are meant to be um, people that reflect how things are going. Some of us are meant to be the doers. Um, so mm -hmm. I find it very expansive to, to, to explore human design because it, it, gives you almost a permission slip to be yourself. Um, okay. It allows you, it allows you to kind of, to know, oh, okay, that's why I like this, or that's the kind of thing that I'm meant to do. So yeah. Okay. Um, and do you find it in uh, incredibly accurate when it comes to, to pinpointing your personality traits? 
with uh with human design yeah i i definitely do are you referring to human design or astrology uh, both or a combination both, both. Yeah. yeah i do i i find it incredibly accurate i find it just like a lot of the time that people are trying to um sometimes we 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 try and put ourselves in a box right mm-hmm. and then sometimes when you get your chart read it's like oh i can i can finally be myself so sometimes okay. That's the effect that it it's has. It's like a reaffirmation, before. basically, on what you've been thinking, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay. you know, you have these, we all, I believe we all have these innate traits. And mm-hmm. sometimes with conditioning or, you know, parents or society, whatever, um, whatever influence that might have been the most prevalent for most people, it's the combination of all of those things and more, um, you know, all of those things add layers to us that are not self. And okay. we all have a self and a not self. So I think w- one of the tools or two of the tools can be astrology and human design to understand, okay, well, what's my true self? What's my core self? Okay. So in the debate of nature versus nurture, you would argue that uh, by nature, you have these traits, and the nurture adds things to your personalities that are not you. But if they're not you, how can you adapt to them, and how can you become these things? How can you? Can you repeat the last part? So you said that there's a part that's yourself and a part that's not yourself. So with the uh, with nurture, there are things that society or you learn. And you change with it. So how do you adapt yeah. to these things if they're quote unquote not you? How does it become you? And is that yeah. a bad thing or a good thing? Or what's is there what what are your thoughts on that basically? Sure. So with the you know, if we take the human design perspective on it, mm-hmm. you have the you have the self and the not self. So the self is when you're kind of in flow, when you're doing things that are lighting you up, when you're living your design, basically is what they say, is Mm -hmm. when you're in the self. And that's when you're going to be feeling the most kind of comfortable feelings. That's what we're looking for. It's like the the feeling of being yourself the most. Mm -hmm. Then when you're in the not self, you're going to be feeling these negative emotions like anger, fear, shame, like all of these kind of negative, heavy emotions. So that's when you're in the not self. And I think that that's when you're relying on your conditioning um, too much. I, I, I would say like um, a lot of what we believe is nurture is often our conditioning. It's often things that people told us that we should be that actually is, is just not us. Um, and I, yeah. I believe that as humans, we do have this innate uh, knowledge and this innate feeling of who we should be or what we should be doing and we all have an intuition and human design also talks about how to access that for you because it's different for everyone um and i believe that the more that we we get rid of our conditioning or the more that we go through that deconditioning process the easier we can access that um and deconditioning looks different for everyone right some for some people it's you know it might be therapy it might be just you know as simple as getting quiet so that you can access uh your innate intelligence interesting that's very cool and is there a healthy balance between yourself and not yourself can you still achieve let's say success happiness and then feeling good and all of these things if you're a combination of yourself and what quote-unquote is not yourself but i also on a separate tangent i i do agree with you that there's a lot of these pressures from society you need to especially 
for example, in the Arab society where I grew up, you have to be doctors, you have to be engineers, you have to do this, this, that. You have to get married at a certain age. You have all this social pressure and stigma associated with how you live your life. That you're kind of cornered into not being yourself in a lot of ways. And I know multiple people that have, for example, become doctors and they're like, fuck, I hate this show. What am I doing eight years later, you know? Totally, um, yeah. So is there a healthy balance between the two? Um, if not, what is, is the only way to, to really, truly be happy to actually go inwards and study astrology or human design per se? Yeah, I'm so glad that you bring that up because often not everyone can like follow their passion, you know, not everyone can turn exactly what they want to do into a career. And actually, you know, sometimes people do want to put the family's wishes before their own, and maybe they don't even have time to find out what it is that they're passionate about. It's such a big, uh, such a big question, but um, that people will be asking themselves. But actually, I believe that there's you know day-to-day things it doesn't always have to be as big as like oh follow your passion and then you'll be happy I believe that there's things that you can do every day that are going to get you closer to fulfilling your soul's wish is is kind of like the human design uh lingo but really what that means is just being more yourself every day and feeling like you're not um abandoning yourself like I believe that if you have this feeling of abandoning yourself, that, that's the quickest way to unhappiness. And abandoning yourself doesn't always mean just doing a, a different career. Although I do think that um, following your career, your passion and turning it into a career is a, is a great way to, to feel more fulfillment, but it's not the only way. So other ways okay. can be, you know, am I following my intuition day to day? Am I uh, doing things that light me up? Am I because following your parents' wishes is not the only way to be listening to what other people want more than yourself. It's like, what other ways am I doing that, you know, day to day? Am I ordering mm-hmm. food that, uh, that uh, other people want more than myself? Am I um, saying yes when I really mean no? Am I, you know, there's so many mm-hmm. ways that we as humans um, abandon ourselves. So there's, I, I believe there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot more ways to um, inner happiness than just follow your uh career okay makes sense i agree with you i think that it's a it's a mindset and it's a lifestyle and it's not the career right now it could be the career one day but you might just build up to it because i mean it's normal to fear not having a stable income or changing your life or getting comfortable with your cycle whether it's a negative one or or a toxic one or a good one people feel comfortable Mm. in their cycles so they get stuck to those routines and so i think Following what you said, I, I agree that once you change the small things, whether it's what you eat or what you're doing or what you where you want to go and hang out with, with, with friends, that will build up until you actually need a significant change in your life. Um, totally, so yeah. To circle back, there's astronomy and there's astrology. Could you di- differentiate between the two? And after that, you'll have a lot of also people that are deniers and don't believe it uh why do you think that comes about do you think it's because it's not physically there do you think it's because of all the horoscope stuff that's out there do you think what are your thoughts on that but first let's start with the astronomy astrology distinction because i think a lot of people are confused between the two sure so uh with astronomy it's basically it's kind of like a a picture of the sky this is a very simplistic view of of astronomy but it's saying 
these are the position of certain places of certain planets of certain stars of different constellations in the sky in the universe uh, but it's not really giving a lot of meaning behind it um mm-hmm. whereas with astrology you're looking at you know you're kind of bringing the individual into it too so maybe we can describe it like that so astronomy is just okay. looking at the position of certain certain planets or whatever in the sky um and and the characteristics of those planets but from a very like earthy perspective it's more um you know it's it's uh less metaphysical you know okay. and yeah. then you will have astrology which will place the individual and their birth time almost in the middle of all that and saying how does the person relate to the planets in the sky how do the different energies of that planet uh, affect the individual and what are the characteristics of that planet um so yeah astrology is more more individual based and astronomy is a more kind of uh, a physical um description of what's going on Okay. And then to your next question, which is the deniers um, to kind of, yeah, I think um, different people are at different places in their uh, journey when it comes to like spirituality or astrology or astronomy. It's not everyone's path. It's not everyone's thing for sure. Um, And I would say like there is a lot of noise in the field. (laughs) There's a lot of noise when it comes to like horoscopes. I remember being like, you know 15 or whatever and like googling my horoscope and realizing it had been the horoscope for like five other years you know and I was like what that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and so like and I I personally am not a big fan of like the horoscopes that say like oh like this is what's going to happen tomorrow or like oh like you need to do this this and this and you'll meet someone tomorrow like I I don't like that I find it constricting I'm a bigger fan of the astrology that is expanding that the one that's going to like expand your awareness and make you believe that you can do more than you thought you could um and I think yeah people will could you you give us an example of uh, like an expansive horoscope like what's the difference between what you read about, like what you said, what's going to happen tomorrow or today, and the the horoscopes. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So I'm a bigger fan of. I I really believe that when you have more knowledge about yourself, that's powerful. So anything that's going to give you an understanding of your traits, your inclinations, that's expansive. So I'll give you I'll give you an example more from human design, um, from my chart. So. Um, human design will tell you about your, you know, the best way to access your intuition. And not everyone has like a quick, like straight away intuition, intuitive hit. And it's like, you know, in their body and they can feel it straight away. You know, some people, they access their intuition more slowly. And that's me. So I have something called an emotional authority, which they call in human design. So that means, you know, there's an emotional wave to my decision making. When when I have a decision, you know, maybe today I'm going to feel a certain way about it. The next day I'll totally change my mind. Maybe the day after that it might feel a little bit more closer to making that decision. But the point is, is that it kind of goes like an up and down wave. Okay. My decision making happens best when I'm at the end of that wave and I need to wait for that emotional wave to pass. For me, that was super powerful to know because it, it again, coming back to the permission slip thing, it's like, oh, okay, like I'm not meant 
to make a decision when I'm right at the beginning of that wave. I need to wait and like let the answer come when I'm in that calmer state. Um, And so, you know, knowing that was really powerful for me. And I think, you know, when you look at it like that, shedding light on a part of your personality also finding someone that can read your chart that is not like oh you're like this you know mm-hmm. someone that gives solutions as well and is like okay you know this is maybe the way that you should think about it and then also when it comes to uh you know more I, I consider them like two different charts that you look at one is the astrology side and one is the human design side they overlap in a lot of ways but you know if we look at the the astrology chart it will say to you, you know, your Mercury, your communication planet has these traits, is in this sign. So for me, knowing that, it's like, ah, oh, I can make more use of my, you know, my Leos and Mercury personally. So I, I can make use of these um, these traits that like want me to be more out there with my communication, you know. Mer- Mercury is a, is a uh, well, Leo being in Mercury is a strong um, communicator that likes to get out there, you know. So okay. putting putting myself in those positions where I feel more comfortable doing that again, gives you the permission slip um, to be a bit more like out there and, and say my opinion strongly because those things are maybe dormant in me and I can bring them out with the knowledge that I have from, from astrology. Amazing. And so you noticed a betterment in your life and in your decision-making because of the knowledge that you gained from human design and astrology. Totally. Yeah. It's like, Oh, those things are in me. Okay. Let me let me bring them out a little bit more or let me not, um, you know, you can understand like when you understand like, oh, this is the way I am. You can kind of test it as well. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I would test it at the beginning of my uh, human design journey. I'd be like, oh, that's uh, OK. I know my decision making is best at the end of my wave, but let me test it by just making a quick like you know there's another one called there's another one called like splenic intuition which is well it's it's uh yeah splenic intuition which is super fast and they feel it in their body like it's like a it's literally in their spleen so i would Mm -hmm. test it sometimes and be like oh like let me make a decision right at the beginning of my wave and it doesn't you know it didn't really turn out out. (laughs) (laughs) no yeah so human design you can you can test it and um yeah Okay, that's pretty cool. So um, I think in order to also show show the, the viewers uh, kind of how it works, we're going to do a reading on me. We have not practiced this, I promise. And she's just <laughs> going to, I just gave her my birth date, uh, my birth location, and my birth time approximately. Um, yeah. So let's see what, what, the, what I have in store now. Okay, I'm just going to do the other one as well, which is your natal chart. All right. Uh, so I'm curious as to what I'm about to hear. Is it going to be accurate? Is it going to be close? Like, no clue. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, so I think we'll start with the, uh, with the um, human design stuff first. All right. So, um, so yeah, you're you're a manifesting generator. So like I was saying, there's there's um so there's five different types of human design. They're kind of split up into energy beings, non-energy beings. You have uh, manifesting generators is basically thirty percent of the population. And um you know I don't have a favorite type, but I love manifesting generators for the reason that they're a combination of two types: the manifester and the generators. That's I guess you know you okay. can say types two and three. So yeah. you know. They have both, you guys have this ability to create 
and sustain in your energy. So, you know, stuff like if it lights you up, that's the key word. You need to be doing things that that light you up. Um, if you're doing stuff that lights you up, it doesn't make you tired. You have this ability to both create and then have the energy to sustain and just for comparison so my type is a manifester so I don't I don't have that <laughs> not like 70 percent 70 percent of the population doesn't have that because you know it's uh, I have the energy where I'm really good at the start like I I'm the I'm the creator I'm the fire starter but actually I don't really have the ability to to you know to see it sustain. through and I have to yeah. I have to design my life accordingly whereas with an MG with a manifesting generator it's like you have this uh, this energy, like right at the start, like you're the person that will come into the organization, like if you're in a traditional job and it's like, oh, like we've done this for um, the last like 10 years and it's always worked like this. But then the manifesting generator comes in and it's like, no, they come in with like 10 different reasons or 10 different yeah. ideas of how to do things better. They're really good at like, you know, tweaking things. And there's no, like a company is so lucky to have a manifesting generator working for it because if they're given opportunities, like if you guys are like, if you're given an opportunity to like be working on things that you're excited by, like, honestly, there's no end to what you can create. The other thing that I will say about manifesting generators is it's the word for a manifesting generator is a multi passionate, multi hyphenate. So you'll yeah. see in a, in an MG. <laughs> Definitely in, me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you'll see in, in your life, like, Sometimes it's not linear. Like it's like you will have um, 180 moments, you know, where you do something completely different. Like something might excite you for a few years or a few months even. And then suddenly you want to do something completely different. And having the the confidence and the trust to switch paths is going to be a theme in your life. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of manifesting 100%. generators will will get into this kind of cycle of like, oh, but I've done this for years. Like, why do I not, why does it not give me the same like juice factor, you know? Why does it not mm -hmm. give me the same um, excitement that it did at the beginning? It's just how it goes, you know? It's just that you're gonna have to, to, to deal with this and understand like maybe you'll come back to it, but really following uh, the, 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 following what excites you and, and going for that is going to be what makes it successful. And a lot of the manifesting generators that I know, like they're literally like, okay, on the one hand, maybe they're um, working for a tech company or, and they also have like a travel business and they're also investing. Like there's so many things, like some of them are just not related to each other and they do all those mm -hmm. things successfully, super successfully at the same time. And what is really interesting is like when they get to a certain point, like at some point you will get to the stage where you're doing a bunch of things and you do have the energy to sustain all of it, but you will want to automate it because that's the most efficient thing for you. So manifesting generators, like, you know, at some point you might want to do a bunch of things, but the tip that I would give you is look for ways to automate that as much as possible. So you're making <laughs> the best use of your energy. That's a hundred percent relatable completely. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm doing so, I'm doing a bunch of things right now as we're speaking. You know, multiple businesses, this podcast, and I also have so many different passions. It's absurd. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is. I look at I look at manifesting generators, and I'm like, whoa! Like, how do you guys do it? And it is because you have this. It's what's called like sacral energy. You know, it is the energy that is self. Um, it is self generated, and it's this like ability to to create things and make things happen in the ways that 
are a lot of other um you know a lot of other types they can't and I, that's the also the uh kind of advice or tip that I would give you is to have patience for people that are not the creators that you guys are yeah you know yeah. because with manifesting generators it's like oh my god like you have this expectation maybe that everyone is as quick as you you know mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a lot of there's a few aspects in your charts that um you know and we can go into this now it's like it's the, this yeah. fast post you're a very like fast synthesizer of information you know mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of like quickness going on here the other thing that I was talking about was the um was the uh the intuition yeah so with you you have something called a sacral authority so that is that is a very quick and knowing uh knowing feeling in your body of when something is right or wrong and i would say to listen to that and know you know you probably listened to it already it's very fast so much so much yeah yeah honestly i don't want to sound very cheesy i'm not going to get into the exact story but listening to my intuition at literally the same second it hit me uh, yeah. different points in my life have changed the way my entire life is structured, like literally to, to a T, like I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be doing the things I am doing today. If I didn't listen to my split second intuition, it literally changed my entire life. And it was a huge feeling that I had in my gut and it changed everything. Really my entire, my entire life in Dubai or, or everything. I can't imagine my life without, if I had, not listen to it at that specific moment i i can't imagine where i would be it'd be someone completely different so yeah it's definitely it's definitely real yeah it's very powerful and it's a lot of people they're not quiet some people they're not quiet enough to hear that right so you mm-hmm. seem like you're quiet and you know you you have that access to that literal body feeling that you will have that tells you it's a yes or no you know, mm-hmm. for most things, like for your type, both being a manifesting generator and having this aspect when it comes to your intuition, it's a yes or no. Whenever you have an issue or you don't know about something, ask yourself yes or no questions is is uh, is a way that you get down and you drill down because your body is going to tell you. And if your body doesn't tell you straight away. So, for example, if someone asks you to lunch and, you know, it's not a yes or no straight away, your body will literally gravitate towards them or away from them. So that's another little tip that you can use um, to 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 know whether something's the right decision. But I think in a situation like that, you will probably know. But it's just a way if the if the yes or the no isn't so clear yet, wait a little bit, maybe visualize it, and then you'll you will know it's, whether yeah, that's the the yeah, right decision yeah. for you. I definitely yeah. do that. Too. <laughs> Already, yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. I also want to tell you another thing about your chart. So you have something called the six two. So um, human design also kind of tells you like the the life path that you have. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like to say that actually. The life path is a, a little bit restricting because obviously like it's very broad, but it kind of tells you about the structure of your life. So I love this this one. It's called the six two. It's um, the same one as Barack Obama that everyone uh, hey. like in human design talks about. <laughs> but um, with, this, with this, there's three very distinct, uh, phases to someone in the six to you know with with someone in this with this profile there's three distinct phases the first phase is kind of like the exploration phase and gathering as much information as possible even though you don't realize you're doing it like you're literally like 
research, you're in research mode. And sometimes that can look like a lot of mistakes um, or just like trial and error type things. And um, essentially, you know, that's what that's what Barack Obama did. You know, he didn't he didn't he wasn't who you see today uh, during the first 30 years of his life. So that's like the first stage. It's like research mode. Then the second stage from around 30 to 50 is uh, your building. It's your building phase. So you're literally like putting one brick on top of the other, using all the wisdom that you learned in the first stage, in the first so 30 you years of 30 your life. To, oh, okay. So you're talking about years. So 30 to 50 is when I'll start building. Okay. Interesting. Well, like, I mean, I'm sure you're building now. This is what I mean. Yeah. It's not meant to be, it's not meant to be prescriptive or restrictive. It's just the mm-hmm. time when there, there's just very distinct uh, changes in mindset that happen. You know, the first 30 okay. years are about like experiences and learning. And if you're still in that stage, just do that as much as possible, you know, like keep, okay. uh, keep, keep doing that, keep making mistakes, even uh, with the knowledge that it's not like the the peak of your life is not yet. Actually, okay. there's no peak of any, there's no peak of anyone's life, but it's like, I always say like uh, my peak is today and tomorrow is going to be the newest peak, right? I'm peaking every second. So oh, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so the second stage is the building phase. You're using the wisdom of the first uh, first, Mm -hmm. uh, stage. And then the third stage is when you really become a sage, is what they say. So it's Mm -hmm. really going to be where you use all of the wisdom, even from the first two stages, to basically give that as your gift to the world and to to inspire and to inspire others and to like, raise people up and to like you know even mentor and and you know I don't know become an investor and help companies like bring them up like just how you know if you think about Obama's life um I don't know if you read his book but it's like in the first stage he was totally making mistakes Mm -hmm. and but he also met Michelle right he was also like at college like there's not it's not like you have to wait until the last stage and then everything happens there's definitely like big things that will happen at every stage and then he built I can't remember what job he was doing but he was like building maybe in congress also and now the third stage that he's in is like wow he has literally all of this lived wisdom and he is the sage and maybe that is a bit of an extreme example but I say that to illustrate that you know mm-hmm. during that stage stage it's so so powerful um and that is when you will really give back to the you world you know what's crazy is that before knowing this, I consciously wanted to be a sage when I'm older, if that makes sense. Wow. Like I've always wanted to be the, because I'm already really wise. I'm a, you know, and I, I see myself yeah. knowing things that, like I have, um, some of my best friends are in their 50s, 40s, and they come to me for advice and they come to me, you know, as for my opinions on things. And and I can't, I, I always thought that by the time I'm 50, I'll be able to, 40, 50, I'll be able to give more, help more, meet more, contribute more, and I'll be so much more mature than I am now. And so that is something that I've guessed um, has been a life goal of mine. Like I've always consciously said when I'm 50, I'll be giving back, I'll be doing this. I mean, I'm already am, but it will be like, you know, the accelerated or the, the vast. Gift, yeah, you know? it will be so magnified. It's, it's, it will be magnified. Yeah. So it's strange it you say that me. because it's been in my plans and it's been something I've been feeling, you know, so. it's, it's Yeah, kind of totally. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's um, 
it's it will be magnified and and a lot of human design is about the energetics right so you say you're mm-hmm. you are super wise now it's being received well i'll tell you about another aspect of your chart that i really want to tell because it's one of the mm-hmm. rare channels but um it's being received well and and then the energetics of how people receive that information will really change in the later stages you know like mm-hmm. it's almost like people will be so ready to absorb that stage information that you have that it's going to change the game amazing um and so yeah i really want to tell you about this channel i love telling okay. people that they have this channel because <laughs> um it's like you know you already know you're very powerful like it's you know there's a there's a channel of power it's called gate 34 okay. and it's one of the like rarer gates and i usually when i see this in people um i usually see it in people that have like that they can kind of command presence when they enter the room and there's a lot of like charisma there and they know how to like work people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually there's a thing that happens with this. Well, it's not an actually it's, it's there's this kind of progression that happens with this gate. It goes from an expression of like, you know, you can, you, you probably know that you can achieve a lot and you can get the job title mm-hmm. and, you can make it happen in that way and that'll be fine. And you're probably like, I don't know what stage you are in the expression of this, but there's a point where you you realize you can have anything you want. You know, if you want to start the podcast, you can, if you want to get the job title, you can. And then it kind of goes into this progression of understanding that with the channel of power, power, yes, can be achieved for material gain. And it's great. But actually what real power is, is when we come to when when I'm using my power to bring other people up with me, <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's so yeah. Maybe you're at this point where it's like, oh, okay, yes, I'm I'm powerful, but well, how or you know, it's not even like a how. It's just a, it's almost like a shift in perspective, and it kind of happens naturally that you start using your charisma for. Uh, the good of everyone and it's like okay I'm gonna bring other people up with me and I'm gonna um, I'm just gonna make that conscious decision and it starts to happen like how can I be a better leader how can I uh, be a better person for the people that I work with so it's a very very powerful gate on its own and you have um, you have like a full expression of this gate you know there is an element of like there's a lot of like intellectualism there's a lot of intuition and then you have the the gate of power which is like not everyone can achieve what you can achieve, right? Like there's probably going to be parts of your career that people are like, whoa, like how did he do that? Or, you know, what's like the, like the, uh, how do I, how do I do that? But actually, first of all, no, I, no, I think everyone can do that, but it's easeful for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And there is like a commanding of the room there where it's an energetic thing. But yeah, you will get to the stage where, you want to be using your power for the common good and not just for your own like manifestations and whatever, like mm-hmm. climbing the ladder. Which is one of the reasons I started this podcast, actually. I started this podcast literally for one reason, to help anyone. And if one person has mm. helped from one of the interviews, then, then I'm happy and I've done my job. That's literally the only reason I started the podcast. So it's really Beautiful. crazy you say that because it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of started doing it already. <laughs> that's it's cool amazing yeah yeah i mean there's a lot here <laughs> do, do we go more? okay sure. yeah you're, how are you liking it how are you finding it i mean it's it's pretty accurate so far i would say 
95%, accuracy maybe. If I was to pinpoint wow. an accuracy percentage, um, I would say yeah. it's, it's interesting, definitely, since, by the way, for the viewers, we met once at, at a dinner and she didn't even have dinner. She came for the dessert. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we barely had time to get to know one another. So this is like her giving me this, uh, this reading without knowing who I am as a person. So it's just yeah. very interesting that you pinpointed a lot of things about me that that are, you know, without even knowing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We can keep going. The other thing that I want to say is like, let's see what else is here. Um, so it's interesting. So you have this chart and, um, you know, everyone has centers that are defined and undefined. Okay. So um, you have the open, uh, you know, you have, there's two centers in the head area. And uh, I find it interesting that both of them are open. So open centers are kind of where we take in information from the outside world. So there's two things. Well, there's there's many things with these open centers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one thing we need to be aware of is where we're taking in too much conditioning from the outside world. You know, where we're adopting other people's questions as our own where we might be answering other people's um, or, or answering to other people's insecurities about their own like mental pressures rather than our own. And then the flip side of that is actually, because those are, those, can, those are just kind of things that you need to be aware of when you have these open centers. I also have them. And they mean that sometimes when people are, you know, for example, at a dinner table and they have like, they have worries about their job or whatever, da, 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 like just, general things that people are thinking about and they project them into the the whole dinner table I as someone with these open centers need to be aware that I don't absorb this as my own mm. so that's one thing but then the beautiful thing about these centers is that they make you they are literally they mean you're so open-minded to new perspectives and that doesn't happen when you have these centers well it's, it can happen when your centers are closed but with people that have these centers closed, their mind is usually made up, you know, they know what their opinions are, they have like their perspectives, and you can't usually change their, their mind. But when you have an open, uh, uh, you know, open head centers, it means that all of these beautiful opinions can be weaved in, and you almost take what is yours, and you leave the rest. But having yeah. that, you know, em <laughs> emptying out and knowing what is yours is the first step, because you just need to, to know, okay, this is what I think about something and it's not influenced by other people. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Definitely. Again, I can't um, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, you are an empath. <laughs> you have, um, you have the solar plexus center open. So that's, um, you know, where you might be taking in emotions from other people. People with the center open can literally feel how other people are feeling and you just have to be aware that you you just have to kind of watch that too um particularly for this open center is like you know when when you're uh you, what you can really pick up on um on on what other people are feeling like i have this center yeah. defined so if we were to have like you know if we were to have lunch one day and we were face to face or even maybe now if i was feeling like 10% down 
if I was just feeling a bit off, which for me is not a big deal because I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, I have this emotional center defined. So I always feel wavy, you know, mm-hmm. I always feel yeah. on and off, but if you were to pick up on, well, you would pick up on that. And for you, it would be like 40%, you know, you mm-hmm. would feel it at a 40% yeah, because yeah. that, that, that center is open and you just have to like, you know, you just have to be, um, to be aware of that because Sometimes what you're feeling is not what you're feeling. It's what the other person's feeling. You know, it's strange you say that. Uh, <laughs> okay, I haven't told anyone the story, but uh, I was in the elevator once and there was this complete stranger standing next to me and I felt that they were sad. I don't, like, there was no communication. There was no, like, we're not even looking at each other. I just felt this immense sadness that I knew yeah. it wasn't mine. So I literally looked at her and I was like, are you Okay. And she cried and she's like, can I please get a hug? And, mm. and like, I don't know this person, you know, and it was just super crazy to me that it was just so apparent to me that, that there was something off, you know? So it's, it's weird that you, that you mentioned that because you, you really do, or I do sense it, you know, it's, it's strange. Yeah. 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 And like I said, it will be magnified in you. Um, so you also want to make sure that you're emptying out a lot and you're just, uh, you can check in with yourself and and uh, and know what is your wave and what isn't. I would say like for the head centers, for the open head stuff where you're taking in like maybe other people's thoughts, meditation is a really good tool. And then for the emotional stuff, I would say like a, like a body-based practice, like breath work is going to be a really good tool because that when we take on other people's emotions, it can be very physical. Like you can like feel it actually in your body and you'll feel that sadness, mm-hmm. but having like a somatic practice or a, a practice that brings in um, yeah. the body in some way is, is going to expel that a lot for yeah. you. I literally can't be around negative people that, that for a long period of time. Like I really, really cannot. No. It's, it's like draining for me. Um, unless I see that they can be, or they want to switch to positive, then I'm capable of being with them and helping them. But if they're just fully negative, I, it's not that I don't want to be around them. I just can't be around them is what I feel, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, totally. yeah. 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 And um, the other thing that I really love about human design is that it tells us, um, I believe that we can all create things consciously. You know, I think that sometimes it's, it's the law of attraction, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time what we see is what will happen. And it happens in so many different ways for so many different people. Um, and human design can reflect this to us. And uh, in human design, it will tell you the best way. Manifestation is such a big word, but I, I love it. I use it all the time. So mm-hmm. human design will tell us the most effective way to manifest what we want. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it splits it usually into two categories. One is specific manifestors and one is non-specific manifestors. So with specific, or oh, I'll talk about non-specific first. So non-specific is like, you know, you're not really a list. You're not meant to be a list person. So with non-specific people, it's like setting a loose intention and kind of, oh, sorry. Um, It's okay. I'm still here. Um, Setting a loose, so for non-specific manifestors, setting a loose intention um, and just kind of knowing how it feels, but not really like getting too detailed, it's going to be the most effective way to manifest. You're the other type. So you're a specific manifestor. So Mm -hmm. with specific manifestors, like, you probably have gotten super detailed about what it is that you want and you get it. 
as yeah. long as your your subconscious believes that you can have it and there's not you know too many um too many subconscious blocks for you 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 can probably be a list person and get as specific yeah. as you want you know an example could be um you know if you wanted to manifest a new job or or do something different in your career write down how much you want to be earning write down the kind of people you want to be working with write down the partners that you might have in this job write down the kind of colleagues you'll be interacting with write down I don't know, like what you're going to be wearing to work every day. For specific manifestors, that's really, really good to get as detailed as possible with what it is that you want. And then with non-specific no. people, yeah, go on. I've definitely had the non-specific. I mean, it's a combination. Like there were times where I, I would say, you know, like like I remember this one memory I was saying, I want, I guess it is specific now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, sitting, this was like three years ago or something. I was sitting at home and I had plethora of work, like so much, so much work. It was absurd. But I had a trip to Chicago, which was a work trip for, for four or five days. And then I had two days in San Francisco. But I've been to California so many times. I've never been to L.A. And I've been to California like eight, nine, ten times. So I'm sitting here in Dubai and I'm like, well, my schedule really, I cannot emphasize, my schedule would not allow me to stay any more days in the States. I had to come back. Um, so I told myself, you know, I've been to California so many times. I want to go to LA. And you know what? I want something in tech as well, uh, to do something in tech while I'm at it. I, <laughs> I went to my friend's girl's father's friend's party. <laughs> and yeah. there I randomly met a guy who was in tech. Uh, I'm not going to name names and what it was, but uh, he was onto something. And then he said, I was looking for partners in the Middle East, couldn't find any, so I'm buying back. I'm like, all right, I'm interested. Let's sit down tomorrow and let's talk about it. He's like, actually, I fly back tomorrow home. And I'm like, he's like, why don't you come visit me? I'm like, where are you? He's like, LA. And he's in tech. So literally a week from that, I was in LA having a meeting about bringing a technology firm to the Middle East. So it's crazy. Amazing. It happened the next day, you know? Um, but yeah, this is like a reoccurring theme that, that happens a lot. Uh, yeah, it's it's you can get as specific as you want. And to people with this type, I would say, why not get as specific as you want, you know? Yeah, but actually yeah. the, the flip side of that is sometimes when you're non-specific, you you know, you can be surprised. It's exactly. nice, you That's know. What I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's a nice surprise to just go with life not knowing. There is this quote that I love: uh, "If you know the future, then you're living in the past." So, <laughs> so it's kind of cool because you really like yeah. the world is about surprise, you know. But in the same time, you can manifest. I do believe in manifestation. I do believe that you can create your reality. But I think your limitation is other people. So I think you'll always be surprised by the people around you because I think you can create a situation where you are to meet someone. Let's say but you cannot create the emotions or influence the emotions someone else is feeling because they have their free will, he or she. So I think that's the limitation when it comes to manifestation is because everyone's doing it themselves, whether they're conscious or uh, not conscious, it's subconsciously doing it, you know? Yeah, I would say to that, that there's so many people in the world, though, that often vibrationally, you are going to attract someone that's going to be matching the same manifestation and the same dynamic that it was that you wanted to manifest. And then of course, like adding, adding on to that is like, you know, the, the childhood stuff, right? Like often yeah. we, we attract the dynamics that we had in childhood and it's a very, it, it always happens in a strange way, but I think it's all manifestation and, and part of it is a conscious manifestation. Right. And then the other part of it is this 
unconscious subconscious thing that's happening um at the same time if that makes sense okay it does all right um we've talked about human design let's go to astrology i think i'm sure there's a lot more about human design which we could talk about after the podcast but i want to show there's loads yeah okay let me do this i just want to do your chart again um and what do you think like so far how how do you um, have you ever had your like your charts read or anything like that no never i mean i was talking to a girl once and she you know asked me what for my birthday and what (laughs) all that stuff so i got like my my astrology chart up but I yeah. only read whatever Google was saying, you know, or whatever the website was saying. So, I don't know. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't receptive. I was just like, all right, whatever. Just doing this so I can carry the conversation. <laughs> but, sure. um, but now I'm, I'm intrigued for sure because the human chart was very, uh, or the design, the human design chart was very uh, close to accuracy, I would say. Okay. Very accurate. Nice. See the chart. You read this often? Do you read charts often to people? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. What do you do? (laughs) I love it. Exactly. Like, are you are you organizing the like helping organizing the event and the British Pavilion or the events or what are you? Yeah, so it's it's mainly like the communications marketing side of things. So um, when we have like a we have like four different agencies. My job is to like coordinate between all of them um, and make sure like all of the communications from the London, like we have a team in London, basically mm-hmm. like the UK government, making sure like the UK government's aims are um, are uh, reflected. Um, what else? A lot of writing. So like reflecting their aims, but with my own words okay. or with like the company's words. And yeah, just kind of project managing all of the communication stuff. Like when, we don't know if press are going to be um, allowed in, but if they are um, planning like the press trips and stuff and mm-hmm. kind of putting contingency plans in place um, for when for when the event happens. Like if, for example, we can't bring people over. Um, yeah. Super fun. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. One second. The man. Come on, one M's or two? Yeah, two uh, Yeah, there we go. All right. Okay. Let's okay, see. so, cool. Oh, wow, you have so <laughs> much Capricorn. I told cool. you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Capricorn here. Wow, cool. <laughs> um, and I remember when I, when I met you, you were like, oh, but I'm not really like, that much of a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. You're such a Capricorn. Okay. So, okay. So Capricorn, I'll, you're a Capricorn, but also you have your, you have three of the main planets in Capricorn. So, so what does that before, mean? Before we get into that, how many planets, or could you explain a little bit of the structure of the astrology before we get into, and then we can break it down, including. Sure. So, so the way that, um, sorry, one, one second, mm-hmm. the way I'm just going to grab something. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, so to explain a little bit about how I read, because everyone reads the chart differently, um, I kind of go through the different planets and the different planetary energies, and I see which sign uh, that planet is in. 
Does that make sense? So for example, I'll say something like, oh, your Mercury is in Capricorn. Well, what does that mean? It means that the characteristics of the planet Mercury, so like I said, communication, how you get your message out there, um, you know, the, the, the process, right, of whatever it is that you want to create, how do you get that into the world? Um, that is in the trait of, that is in the, the sign of Capricorn. Okay, so there are so, basically 12 signs to every planet. Yeah, and the main ones that I like to go through um, in like an initial reading, so it's the sun sign, um, you have your moon, which is your emotional life, you have your mercury, which is again how you communicate, you have your Venus, which is how you love and how you your relationship with yourself is as well, your relationship with your self-love, you have your Mars, which is both how you fight and how you uh, work. Um, you have uh, your ascendant, which is kind of how you come across to the world. And it's also the path that you will be um, on. So as we get older, not a lot of people talk about this, but as you age, you kind of introduce more of your ascendant sign. And then the one that I love most is the North Node. So that's your soul's wish. So like those are the kind of things, if you have a South Node, it's like where you spent a lot of your past lives. And then your North Node is like the sign that you need to be kind of adopting a little bit more of in order to up level and kind of just become more in flow in your life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But given all that you said, you can see how a lot of people would immediately doubt everything. Yeah. Or. <laughs> so I can't because I believe I believe it so much. And I'm like, okay. I've seen it so reflected in some people like that at this point, I really like and again, it's the law of attraction, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I attract people now that are, you know, we talk about this stuff, we analyze charts together. And even the naysayers that I meet, once they have a reading, like they're, they're kind yeah. of, um, they're like, whoa, okay, there's something there, even though there's, there's a skepticism there. And, and yeah. I will say with Cap, with Capricorns, like I've always like had this with, especially Capricorn <laughs> men, like there is this like skepticism of something that you can't prove sometimes. And I, and I've encountered it a lot and, but Capricorn women actually are, are a bit more into it, but with Capricorn men, because there is such a focus on the tangible mm-hmm. um, with those things that you can literally like touch and the senses and like the, the earthly, they're so grounded, like with Capricorn energy, it's so like on this earth. Um, yeah that when you introduce something that's like a little bit out there it's like uh like there's sometimes they can be a bit rude about how they like you know how skeptical they are and are are literally like you know going out of their way to say that it's wrong but I don't really encounter that anymore and for me Mm -hmm. I think of it there these are all tools you know if you think Mm -hmm. about astrology as a limiting like oh like it's saying that I'm like this like I'm so much more than this a lot of the time sometimes people have this uh this view about astrology that it's like restricting but I really think it's just a tool to know more about yourself you can take Mm. what you want and you can leave what you want as with any personal development tool take what works leave the rest um be kind of open-minded like try not to have your mind made up about anything these are just like general like life things right Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. people do have their mind made up but that's okay Mm -hmm. I just yeah I don't really encounter it anymore interestingly Uh Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So let's do a a quick reading and I think we can sum it up. 
and then leave uh, leave some notes on the audience because this has been very interesting for me. I hope that the viewers are because uh, this is something new for me you know I'm, I'm not well read in the topic I'm not and usually I do my research as well before uh, before a meeting but for this I just really wanted to learn from you and come with a blank slate so this is yeah it. of course uh, I'm glad I'm so glad and now seeing your chart that you have so much Capricorn energy it's so nice to hear from you that you are open and and that things are resonating with you because yeah, well, sometimes I, I don't know. I don't know if I told you or not, but uh, apparently I have two open sensors. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> open centers, open centers. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll go into okay. the. You know, I start with the sun sign and mm -hmm. the Capricorn energy that you have. So this is usually like people's first touch point to astrology. Is like, oh, I'm this sign, um, and that's kind of. I don't like to say your core traits, but they're usually like the themes that will come up for you a lot. So because yours okay. is in Capricorn, so your son is in Capricorn. So what that means is like, you know, it's Capricorn is the goat. <laughs> Capricorn mm. is the one at the, you know, on the mountain, the goat just keeps going and going and going and going. And the goal is up, 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 up. Mm. And usually the way that this shows up for a Capricorn is through work. Capricorns are like, you know, if there's a big big work focus like that is usually going to be the expression of their mission and their um they're, they're usually like really focused on being providers sometimes so much so that it it can get a little bit stressful and with Capricorns you're your own worst enemy you know no one has mm -hmm. higher standards for a Capricorn than a Capricorn um mm -hmm. and and it's just like there's sometimes in the in the higher expression of it right you're using i i can't help but bring human design into it sometimes mm -hmm. but you know in in the higher expression of this energy you're using your power for for the greater good and you're you know mobilizing the people around you in the lower expression of being a capricorn you can be so hard on yourself that you don't progress you know mm -hmm. or you're really like being there's a lot of like there can be in the lower expression of it a lot of like negative self talk and this is just something to watch out for. Maybe it was uh, more prevalent when you were younger or whatever. Um, but it's just something to watch out for, for with a Capricorn because like sometimes it's never good enough. Like the goat, it just wants to go higher and higher and higher and higher. But the issue is that even when you get to the highest point, you're like, oh, okay. And then you go back to the bottom and you keep going up. Like there is an element that I believe that Capricorns should have more of which is just like enjoying the journey living in the moment sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with Capricorns like I love I love it because you'll be at like lunch with them and they're answering work emails <laughs> or they're like mm -hmm. what's the wi-fi or they're getting stressed about something that is like mm -hmm. you know work related because the there is such a, a kind of attachment to it in ways that mm -hmm. you know for example my I, I'm the opposite I'm uh the opposite sign to Capricorn but I'm a cancer so actually my my focus is less external it's more internal whereas mm -hmm. with a Capricorn it's more you know there is a there is a lot of emotion there um but there is like almost this shell that's built around it that is around how do I get to the next level how do I up level mm -hmm. myself how do I improve myself big focus of self-improvement and mm -hmm. you know you have this you have a Oh, again, <laughs> you have uh, a lot of um, Capricorn influence when it comes to three of your main, well, four. So you have the sun, Mercury, Venus and Mars in Capricorn. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of cap energy. And that's great because it always gonna, it's going to mean you're always striving for better in all of your relationships, in your work. 
in your communication styles. But what I will say is like, you will probably have very, very high standards for the people that you're around, the people that you're working with, your relationship, your partner, right? Your romantic partner. Be a bit easier around the, about the people that you're around, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, try not to have the same I don't know this is going to be tough for you know it's not easy to implement right it's your trait I'm sure you're going to be hard on the people around you but just out of love you probably want them to to up level in the way that you do Mm. Um, but I will say you know just just be easy around people's journeys and the different ways that people um, people create because again with the manifesting generator stuff not everyone can have the same creation power that you do Mm. And again, not everyone is going to have the same. You're a very like quick synthesizer of information. I think I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Not everyone processes as quick as you do or gets over things the way that mm-hmm. you do, right? So, um, yeah. Some of the things you mentioned, like for example, I I used to be uh, or I used to lack patience when I came to people not understanding things. But I feel like with the astrology charts, it's been very different than who I am so I'm wondering if the time I gave is incorrect or if it's just not resonating with me because I the working hard yes I I do get it and I do have high standards and the people around me usually do inspire me and make me better but I wouldn't say I'm hard on them and I wouldn't say I'm very actually understanding of others and what they go through so I feel like there is some sort of gap in terms of this okay. at least in my experience right now if I'm being that's okay transfer, fully transparent yes you know? <laughs> be so open that's good maybe it means yeah. you've deconditioned those parts of yourself maybe it just means that that's not yeah I mean that mm-hmm. probably what I said sounds a bit negative but you know mm-hmm. the there is just the 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 goat aspect or wanting to get higher and higher and higher or just wanting to improve that is definitely always I always want to be better that is 100% yeah I always want to be better that is not yeah, that's a fact. Every day yeah. I want it to be better than the last. And how can I, yeah. basically what I try to do is I envision who I want to be 10, 15 years from now, not to a T, not exactly what I'll be doing, but rather the type of things I'll be doing and the type of person I would be. And I try to embody those characteristics today. So I I do have this sort of um, keep getting better, keep improving, keep doing more mentality but at the same time i wouldn't say it's as harsh and i don't miss living in the moment like i'm very very much uh amazing be in the moment you're here you know yeah exactly yeah i remember you said that also when we when we met that some of the capricorn things don't apply to you i want to do we have time to to talk more yes let's do we have we have a little bit more and then and then you can yeah okay cool um Moon is in Libra, which is a very, very balanced sign to have your moon in. Um, I'm going to say that with your emotions, in general, you have a lot of earth. I think you're very grounded when it comes to your, like all of your, almost all of your planets are earth planets. So in astrology, we have, we, there's four elements, right? You have fire, sun, fire, uh, water, earth, and air. So six out of eight, six out of eight of your main planets are in earth. So there's a lot of like grounded energy. You're here, you know, the tree. Okay. You're very, and yeah, I guess you That's you can say yeah. right? you're very present. And when your moon is in Libra, so Libra is not actually Earth, it's air, I believe. But um, or I might be wrong about that. I can't remember. But it's mm-hmm. it's a planet that's very, it's the scales. 
Okay. It's a sign that's like it's the scales. It's represented by the scales. So there's always like it's never when you go too far into one, the the thing that kind of happens is like okay, how do I then tip the scale and just come back into balance? It's all about mm-hmm. balance, not never going too far. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and say that when you have emotions, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when you have like strong emotions. I don't think they're ever like so strong that you can't get a hold of them. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think I actually wouldn't even say you're a super, super emotional person. I think you probably get a bit fiery about your work. Um, you, you, you do have a, a Aries ascendant, which is your shell. Um, and Aries is a, is a, um, is a fire sign. So um, there probably is like an element of like, you know, you probably are very driven and passionate about what you do. But in terms of your inner emotional life, it's very grounded. It's, uh, it's you know, it's pretty centered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the other thing that I want to talk about is your North Node, which I love telling people about because it's like there's just actionable things that you can tend to do. Um to just feel more flow in your life. And this okay. is your chart is saying to be um, just more. So when you have your North node in Sagittarius, it means your South node is in Gemini. So Gemini is having a South node in Gemini means that you probably spent a lot of past lives being a communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Gemini is uh, a sign that loves to talk about like so many different things, but it it's, it's interesting because both of them are teachers, like both of them are kind of teacher, uh, have teacher energy about them. But when you go into Sagittarius, again, it is more about um, the community side of things. It is about having more. And these are just like, I'm sure you're doing some of these already because you seem to have some, you seem to feel flow a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So with the North Node in Sagittarius, it's more, you know, you need to be having international friendships. Friends from like all over, you know. <laughs> That's literally me. Um, being uh, being stimulated by different, um, being stimulated by different uh, mindsets and different people, and having uh, an adventure element is really important for a Sagittarius North Node. Like it's a little bit tough now. I just read for someone that also has this. It's like it's a bit tough to have this now when you can't just pick up and travel. But usually yeah. when we get, when we get to that stage again, where we can travel, I would say that's the first thing you need to do is just like <laughs> book a, book a ticket and just go somewhere and have an adventure because mm-hmm. Sagittarius yeah. is a travel, is a travel planet. So it's just, less about just to like, let you know, this hits the nail in the coffin. Like this is insanely accurate. It's tripping me out. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. To the Maldives twice in three months. Like, December and, Ju- and July. So I didn't yeah. like the pandemic stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. And and it's going to be about stimulating yourself in a different way, like go somewhere totally different. And like mm-hmm. the adventure side is going to be something that's going to bring out more of these feelings of flow in you. Mm-hmm. Even if like, I don't know if you've been traveling solo for long or what, whatever, yeah, but yeah. maybe at the beginning, maybe at the beginning, it might've been a bit uncomfortable for you. Not at You're, all. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, perfect. Not Great. So yeah. Yeah. I, I have so, yeah, to have a solo trip that. once a year. Like otherwise, like, like I just need to, you know, it just feels so good. Yeah. yeah, same. It's it's yeah, and for you, it's going to be really important to embrace that adventure quality. Another thing for Sagittarius North Node. So what did I say? So international friendships. Um, less like intellect, less intele- intellectualization of emotions, um, mm-hmm. which is probably something you're super super comfortable with. Like 
with the Gemini past lives, Gemini South node, um, it goes straight to the mind, right? It's like, okay, how can I synthesize information? How can I synthesize my emotions more? With the Sag North node, you're kind of coming more into like the, the feeling side of it. You're just, it's not total feeling because again, like both planets are like adventurers or whatever, but it's just tuning in more to the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, adventure, um, uh, being stimulated by different kinds of people. Um, yeah, I think those are a few things that you can start to do and that you seem to already be doing all of these have been insanely accurate i have lived in six countries i met people from everywhere i'm a very international person in fact it's something i've been trying to figure out why am i so interested in culture why am i so interested in in fact if you watch the podcast that i'm 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 describing why i started this podcast that's one of the main reasons is that i love travel i love people i love perspectives i love all these things it's very very interesting that you brought all these points up and um, now it's shifted to more accurate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Great. Interesting. Um, so, so yeah. where, uh, for anyone that's listening, I hope that this shed some light onto astrology and, or uh, human design, um, human design, sorry. And uh, I hope you research it more. If you have, I'm also going to tag you uh, once I post this. And so uh, I'm sure she's going to be starting a podcast soon, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or am I putting... Yeah, I will be. (laughs) No, that's okay. It's good. You hold me accountable. You should bring that... Give me some of that Capricorn energy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So tune in if you're interested in in these things. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm sure if you follow her page, you'll see it uh, sooner sooner than later. And uh, I'll keep pushing her on the side. Uh, So... To, to okay. wrap this up nicely, um, how would you summarize your experience, uh, your life before astrology and human design and after, and why you would recommend it for people, whether they're believers or deniers? Sure. So I would say that astrology and human design are a great accompaniment uh, to doing the work. And, you know, if you're if you're working on yourself, you if you want to better yourself, you want to understand your conditioning. There's a thousand tools that you can use, right? Um, but I would say that astrology and human design have been a, a really good accompaniment to, for me to understand like what's my true self and also to understand how to most efficiently use my energy. Because not everyone is like uh, Khalid, the consistent <laughs> energy type and the constant, yeah. you know, the ability to constantly output. And I think a lot of us, you know, I certainly did before I discovered, I kind of stressed myself out wondering like, why do I get? you know, tired after certain types of work that doesn't light me up, you know? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I said, like, you know, a lot of people say that human design is a permission slip to be yourself. So yeah. I would just say that for me, I became more myself when I utilized the tool more, or when I understood more. And of course, helping people with this information and really seeing it like, oh, wow, the validation, like the the um the permission slips that I almost gave them through my own understanding of human design like that's been so incredibly worth it and I I I almost I feel like I want to deepen my study way more mm-hmm. I almost think with human design you're kind of t- you I'm 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 only like at the tip of the iceberg you know there's so much um and it's like something I'm I have this like insatiable thirst for knowledge sometimes that I just like want to go deeper and deeper into the study of this so yeah that's what I would say like before and after is like a deeper understanding of myself and a, an understanding of a system that is so um, complex and deep 
And then your next question, I can't remember your next question, sorry. Um, why you would recommend it for, uh, well, first, how it changed your life and also how, why would you recommend it uh, to yeah, believers I would, and non-believers? Yeah, I would recommend to believers just as, a, as another kit to add to your toolbox. Um, if you are someone that wants to work on themselves or to uh, to scratch the itch of like spirituality that a lot of people are um, discovering with with this year that we've had this pause year, a lot of people are going inwards. So I would definitely consider looking at human design if you are that kind of person. Not everyone is a mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. seeker, you know. Okay. And then um, for non for non believers, I would say you know honestly. I don't think I should put pressure on non-believers mm -hmm, to discover mm -hmm. something that they don't want to. Um, if well, you get the call, go for it. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't, maybe just like well, find I'll, something. I'll jump right in and say also like I'm not, uh, I don't know whether I'm a believer or non-believer. I think I'm somewhere in between. I think there are a lot of things that are very accurate that you've told me today. I think that there's a lot of... Uh, correlation i don't know now if it's like this is maybe the capricorn in me but i don't know how you can mass scale this and test it on <laughs> as many people as <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's uh if it's real or not so to me i think it's something interesting it's uh i'm personally taking it with a grain of salt but at the same time i'm very curious about what the rest of my chart says and i'm curious about if implementing the advice uh that I've just received, if it will impact my life significantly, or if I'll notice some sort of uh, shift in the way I do things. So, so this will be interesting, and maybe I'll have a check-in episode about me applying the, the advice you just gave me. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it sounds like a lot of the things you're doing already, which is great. I feel like I said a lot of things, and it was like, oh, I already access my intuition in that way, or I already mm -hmm. am a doer, or I am embracing my the fact that I'm so multi-passionate. You know, a lot of people are not. Um, so that's good too but yeah there's so much in your chart we should definitely do another um, another little reading or something definitely would love to thank you again for coming today and uh, look forward to, to maybe a second podcast about this who knows <laughs> thank you thanks for having bye -bye. me it's great my pleasure bye bye